Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Friday, May 5th, 2023, and this is episode 393 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's another 10K giveaway Friday, 10K giveaway Friday. Um, Hey, Pip and I, while you're there, um, I know you're going to have to take off, and uh, everybody else in the chat, throw in hashtag slobber. Hashtag slobber. Oh, hold on a second. Um, I don't have that other tab open. Shit, shit, shit. Sorry, guys. Um, give me two seconds. I will have it all ready to go. Uh, still, you know, it's only like the fourth week. So why would I know what I'm doing here? All right. And go ahead. Go ahead. Hashtag slobber is uh, what is going to be the 10K giveaway. Hashtag this week for the giveaway since today i'm talking i'm talking dogs i'm talking um i'm talking dogs the history of our dogs um it's two i think it's two bees isn't it two bees in slobber oh wait oh wait two two people in a in a row just put one bee (laughs) maybe there's so much of it around here i think there should be two bees We're gonna need wait for wait for the other butcher to show up to get uh, get spell check going. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> two. two. Corey says two. I was right. <laughs> oh, and here comes the butcher with slober, slobber, slob on my knob, and. Like corn on the cob. <laughs> and Kyle confirms that he's retarded. Sweet. <laughs> oh, good morning, guys. Good morning. How's it going? How you doing today, Plugsy? I'm doing good. What's in your butt? I got Ethiopian Peruvian light roast experimental blend. Oh. Friday, guys. It's Friday. It's been a long week. Been a long week for sure. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff. Um, lots of stuff happening. Been talking about it all week. But uh, today, I think I'll be talking about um, the history of our Bernards, why we got them. And um, I mean, why we got them is pretty obvious. But uh, kind of how it went down and um, just some general thoughts over the last uh, three years or so is, uh, is when we got Walter. It was about three years ago. I uh, got that 10K giveaway, and um, I was driving down a uh, dirt road here in Tennessee yesterday, and all of a sudden it got narrower and narrower and rougher and rougher, and um, yeah, I'm going to share your thoughts as I was driving down that little lane. Oh, all right. All right. What's in the cup? I already told you. Plugsy told you, actually. Ah, I got to get some more of this. Um, <laughs> Backwoods Butchers. 
Backwoods Butcher says, quote, I was homeschooled and am so much better at spelling, blah, 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 end quote. The Renegade Butcher. <laughs> oh, man. Had a great interview last night with Kyle. Kyle Perot, Peralt, excuse me, Peralt. Kyle Peralt from uh, Backwoods Butcher 603. Just in case you know, want to know, that is his area code 603 up there in New Hampshire, about 500 yards from the main border. Uh, if you want to find him, if you need to find him, that's all the information you need. That's all the information you need. Oh, but a great interview. A great interview. Um, I've spread it around a little bit. I got a lot of good feedback, Kyle, just so you know. Um some people really appreciate uh, the story, the story of kind of working your way through that, that um, butcher gauntlet of uh, learning to do what you're going to do. And uh, they really appreciate hearing your story. So I'm thank. Um, a fulcrum in your in your journey where you're starting off your content creation and uh, that's gonna that's gonna help spur your other stuff and then you'll find a balance and it will it will play itself out nicely i i have a feeling just from watching your content and um and seeing how motivated you are so probably i'm gonna have you have to have you on here um in six months and see how all that shit is doing see how it's doing so yeah, he said that's the tip of the iceberg. I'm uh, I'm thinking that we might throw together some nest type of stuff. Um, community nest, maybe. Um, almost like uh, Josh and I were kind of talking about almost like uh, after party style. Uh, but audio only and over on Noster to support the new, new um, protocol that we are enjoying so much. Anyway, anyway, it's Friday. Let's uh, Let's hit that perfect cup question of the day. And then um, get into uh, Pip's uh, history his history segment after that. And uh, later on today, we will be doing that 10K giveaway. So if you want in on that, look at the scroll bar underneath my chin that says drop a slobber, hashtag slobber in the comments to get entered into the um, 10K, 10,000 sats giveaway this morning on the show. All right, everyone. Happy Cinco de Mayo. And it's time for the 70th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group. That's t.me slash lots chat. T.me slash lots chat. Every morning I throw the question of the day in there, except today that it'll be on Sunday. And uh, the community weighs in and I circle back and get all the answers. Throw them on a list and uh, and present them to you the following day with a little commentary and, and my thoughts. I spread them around social media and pick away at the comments throughout the day and find them all. If you want to participate, please comment or the easiest way is to join that Telegram group and uh, look for the question of the day. Today's Perfect Cup question of the day is, what are three things that make you smile? What are three things that make you smile? Now, I know my audience. Well, I know the audience um, and the, in the Telegram group, and I, I interact with them quite often. I knew that this question could really go sideways really fast. 
I read it earlier in the week. I was setting up thumbnails. And I said, man, Friday, Friday, huh? This could be an interesting one. I was impressed. I was impressed by the, the level of maturity that came out of my group uh, with a question such as this. There are, um, there are answers that, uh, yeah, they're children. They're children. I, I apologize for them. Let's get to the answers here uh, in the Telegram group. Josh says, good food, nice titties, and a cooler that works right. I think Josh has been having some issues with his cooler at uh, at his shop where it's freezing his meat instead of chilling his meat. I guess it's better it's better too cold than not cold enough. Canadian Farm says says good food, family, and good smelling soil. I take that. I take that. I really love that spring that spring soil. Not right in the beginning when all the shit would melt and it smelled like mucky. Um, mucky, horrible, uh, moldy rot stuff. Uh, but after the sun hit it for a few days, and I don't know if that happens everywhere else, only in Minnesota where it's frozen so long and then so wet so fast, it gets stinky. And then it and then it dries up in the sun. And yeah, putting your hands in it, even smelling your hands after you've dug in the soil, fantastic. I agree. Canadian Farmstead. Those are those are three great um, three great things on your list. Um. Kyle, Kyle says um, that last walk through that walk last walk through the farm at night. My kids having fun, and then when my wife is buzzed enough to make less moral decisions. <laughs> I think that last one's all our favorite. <laughs> Sometimes even the wives. Uh, but he mentioned that last walk through the farm at night, and um, I was that guy. I was that guy that Corey, Corey got up early. She was more consistent getting up early and we kind of split things. Um, we split things back and forth and um, she would do morning chores depending on what they were. I would do evening chores, but I always, I always shut up. I shut the barn 99% of the time I shut the barn. I, I checked on the birds. I made sure the garage was shut this and that and kind of did a loop. I can't tell you the number of times that I walked out there in, you know, January and it's, you know, well below zero, well below like negative 20, negative 25. Uh, just throw a hoodie on and a Carhartt hat, maybe, maybe an overcoat, but uh, don't get bundled up. It's only it only took like five minutes to do the whole loop, but I would walk around and I would stand in the farm and stand in, in some of the things that I was creating and building and being successful with and just look around and it's dark, it's cold, it's quiet. It's, I mean, like super quiet. Cause it was so cold. Nothing was out making any noise. And I would just smile and it made it okay that it was negative 25 degrees. So Kyle, I definitely get that last walk through the farm at night. I definitely get that one. Uh, James uh, from Gingerbread Farm says, boobs, uh, fast technical driving and fighting. That sounds like an episode of Fast and Furious. Like you should just be on Fast and the Furious 17. Uh, Scrambling says, instant karma, watching Bob Bobby Weir turn into a puddle of blue-green mercury and then flow out into the audience. <sighs> And a pure one iron. So 
that might need some explanation. Brian was uh, Brian was under the influence of uh, hallucinogenics at a Grateful Dead concert and watched the, one of the performers melt off the stage. Um, you might find that scary, and uh, scrambling really enjoyed it. And then hitting a puring a one iron is uh, basically hitting a one iron, one of the most difficult golf clubs to hit um, perfectly, and it is sweet. It is a sweet feeling. Golden Cricket says, when my husband gets home, when my little one is playing, having a blast, and when I look out and see all my critters, all my critters all out getting along every day. I got nothing to add there. Uh, Carson says, my kids accomplishing things and making memories with friends. I think that sounds like pretty good. Um, Annie over on Noster, one of my Noster buds. Um, we've been talking, talking quite a bit since I uh, first got over there and she is uh, really cool. She bought uh, one of my Bitcoin mugs. Uh, she's down in Texas and has a little cafe down there. Uh, Annie says butterflies, daisies, and morning sunrise. I'd expect nothing else. I can't say that those things don't make me smile. I was smiling when I was right reading them. So, I mean, geez, does it, is it all that bad? Um, mine mine i want to give and then ryan uh, pippin our history our history segment guy um he dove in he wrote a history segment he might have been uh, celebrating uh, 420 a couple weeks late but uh i will read his here in a minute but mine i wrote down today i normally don't put my direct answer in i just kind of weave it in but today i wanted to say the three things that make me smile are seeing hard work pay off for me or someone else. Um, I really enjoy helping people figure stuff out. I help, like, I enjoy encouraging people to do what they need to do, helping them figure out how to make it happen and doing it for myself, obviously. But that moment when the light bulb clicks, the moment when the first paycheck comes, the moment when they say, holy shit, I did it, that makes me fucking smile if I had anything to do with it. Even if I didn't, just the accomplishments of others, um, I don't know. I just put others above myself. And I'll tell you, I smile fucking ear to ear when it happens for me, too. So eh, it's not all selfless. Uh, the second thing was that first sip of coffee in the morning. Every day. Every day, that makes me smile for sure. It doesn't matter how shitty the morning's going, how miserable the dogs are making me, um, how bad my head hurts. That first sip of coffee from Food Forest Farms every morning makes me smile, if not for just a little bit. And the third thing is the thing that I really wouldn't be here without. Um, not a chance. Not a chance. I definitely wouldn't be here talking to you and probably wouldn't be uh, a free man. I'd probably be incarcerated or dead. Uh, the thing that makes me smile the most, most consistently, is sitting next to me over there. That's my wife. It's my wife. She's over there plugging away at a, at a video game. She won't even look at me. And nah, there she is. <laughs> Love her to death and uh, couldn't do this without her. So those are my three things. Uh, my wife, that first sip of coffee and man, watching people succeed. And if I can help in any way, that just makes the smile even bigger. So. All right, let's uh, let's get into Pippin. <laughs> I think there was uh, I think there might have been some green encouragement here. Um, he went in reverse order. Uh, I didn't know that they were numbered, <laughs> but, uh, he says number three, a small plant growing in a, 
a cement crack or parking lot. And the why is to get motivation from the small things. F you, I'll grow where I want. I get it. I get it for sure. Honey badgers. Honey badgers are motivational, whether they're plants or other things. Like you see shit and you're like, what? You just don't fucking care. And uh, that is definitely, definitely motivating. Hey, Canadian, Canadian Farmstead, good morning. Thanks for entering in on the, the drawing today. Um, number two. Uh, <laughs> he said he took a second, pondered, scratched the housemate's old dog. He says, cognizant and sentient animals or pets. He's thinking dogs and cats. He thinks the why is the energy, the energy he gets from them. Uh, he says there's a little history behind it. He's service writing for Dodge for a long time, and customers normally had dogs with them when they were getting oil changes. <laughs> after a greeting, uh, after greeting the customer, he'd often ask to greet the dog and continue conversation with the owner about the vehicle needs. Sounds like my wife. Sounds like me. Um, he said most pet owners' response was, "Little Bobo doesn't normally or <laughs> isn't normally okay with strangers petting them." Yeah, I understand. I understand that whole deal. Um, my dog doesn't like people, except people that are okay with dogs. This <laughs> is the answer they should be giving. Oh, Canadian Farmstead, please, please. Is that all you can get up there in Canada? I'm pretty sure that uh, um, old, uh, old Tim Cook, old Tim Cook can get you a link for some coffee, eh? He's got the, he's got the hookup at the Canadian Coffee Company. It's not as good as Timmy's, but it's way better than your Folgers, eh? <laughs> and Pippin's number three, uh, number three, oh, wait, this would be number one. We're, I forgot we're counting backwards. Um, not having to listen to other people's negativity, negativistic leanings. What? <laughs> Negative, negativistic leanings. The why is I have a great day right up until I hear people huffy and complain about insert something that makes me want to augment number one with cooperation, I guess. Uh, the ignorant stoic in him. Yeah, it, he, he <laughs> not having to listen to others. You know what? I think a great thing would be if everybody went and bought a whole big package of duction cups, put in the notes that the last project sent you so Pippin doesn't have to listen to bullshit anymore, and let's blow duction cups up. He's got some partners, so we're going to have to blow it up three times as big to make it worth it and get them to stop having to listen to that dodge, dodge parts counter people bullshit, unless you've already gotten out of it. From my understanding, you're still having to deal with the customers. Or maybe it's not even customers. Maybe it's coworkers. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, guys, that's been the perfect cup question of the day this morning. Oh, wait, let me grab Robin's over here in the in the notes. Uh, she says, Robin Hosting says, so did no one say good friends, good whiskey, and good loving? I mean, it, it's been said many times, many ways. Merry Christmas. I can't remember the all the lyrics to the song, but uh, anyway, 
this has been uh, another episode of the perfect cup. If you like things like this, please be sure to uh, follow the lots project podcast. I do it Monday through Friday, every morning. The perfect cup is the lead off segment about five minutes in and it runs eh, 10, 10, 15 minutes. And then I pull it out separate and there's a Spotify playlist for the perfect cup podcast. It's just this question of the day. I appreciate if you follow both, share both with all your friends, and then check out the perfectcup.shop. That's where I have all my premium coffee linked and uh, all my coffee swag on my website. Check out the perfectcup.shop and look out for that question of the day. Answer it and get on the show. I appreciate you listening. And now back to the full show. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Uh, gingerbread farm, send me some cards, send me some cards. I'll put them under wipers. Huh? I don't know who told him that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who else told him that. And, uh, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. I got, I got digital, uh, virtual cards that, uh, send out like Instagram and TikTok and Facebook reels and stuff like that. So we're, um, <sighs> Renegade Butcher said, let's let's fill his inbox with orders like a duction cup plug fills a bath toy. <laughs> what do you think of that, Plugsy? Do you think everybody should order some duction cups? Plugsy says yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Speaking of Ryan, let's uh, get to that history segment. And uh, be sure you see that uh, scroll bar at the bottom. Let me see. Uh, we have uh, we have people watching that haven't entered into the giveaway. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Go ahead and type in hashtag slobber with two B's. With two B's. And uh, get entered into that drawing. And uh, with that, let's uh, let's hit this hi- history segment uh, brought to you and prepared by Ryan Pippen over at DuctionCups.com. <laughs> here we go hello humans and happy friday congratulations we made it to another day that ends in the letter y may 5th is the 125th day of the year we're down to 240 days left in 2023 what does good old jack spirko that jerk say tick tock tick tock today has a few wiki nugs for you to chew on 1494 on this day on his second voyage to the New World, Christopher Columbus, man, he was just a, a peach, cites Jamaica landing at Discovery Bay and declares Jamaica the property of the Spanish crown, originally inhabited by indigenous Taino, T-A-I-N-O, peoples. The island came under Spanish rule following the arrival of Christopher Columbus in 1492, or 94, 1492 is when he took off. Um Many of the indigenous people either were killed or died of disease, after which the Spanish brought large numbers of African slaves to Jamaica as laborers. Pips notes, so Euro people started to play finders keepers. Hmm, I'm a white guy. I wonder if this will work. In his best Spartan voice, he says, this is Piptopia. Nope. Nope, didn't work. This land ain't mine anyway. Let's move on. Pip didn't. Uh, Pip did not uh, claim whatever piece of patch of grass he was standing on. This day in um, what? 
Hey, aesthetic girl. L-O-G-T-G-I-G-T-G to school. Hello. Got to go. I got to go to school. <laughs> That's what that says. <laughs> this day in 1865, American Civil War, the Confederate government was declared dissolved in Washington, Georgia. I almost said Washington, D.C., both when I pre-read this and when I read it just now. Uh, Pips Nopes, with the recent history nug about the friendly fire incident from May 2nd with Stonewall Jackson, a dude could wonder what would have happened if Jackson survived. Would the South have ended differently? <laughs> Shrugs and Civil War ignorance. I don't know. I don't know. The whole... When I realized that the majority of the history that we were taught in school not only omitted large swaths of what actually happened, but the majority of the stuff that was taught was edited for uh, content um, to make sure you thought the way you wanted. Um, it's really started making me question how everything went down. And it's a long, long road long, long road to start thinking that. 1904 on this day, pitching against the Philadelphia Athletics at the Huntington Avenue grounds, Cy Young of the Boston Americans throws the first perfect game in modern era of baseball. Over the 140 years of Major League Baseball history and over 235 and a half thousand-ish games played, there have been 23 official perfect games by the current definition. Pips notes, same as normal when it comes to sports. Go sports ball. I got a little something to add about this. I uh, I can't remember if it was a no-hitter or a perfect game, but both. There was a, uh, what the hell was his name? It's, I'm not going to be able to think of it right now. There was a pitcher for the Pirates that threw a perfect game under the influence of LSD. And also, uh, I remember David Wells, that big old chunky guy, um, may not have really looked like an athlete, but man, he could hum a baseball. Uh, I remember him. I'm pretty sure he pitched a perfect game for the Toronto Blue Jays against, I can't remember, but he was, he admitted after the fact that he was so hungover and likely still drunk when he started the game that he was going into to the clubhouse to have drinks in between innings. And he threw a perfect game. So, it's only happened 23 times, but is it more luck or skill? Because these guys are all messed up and they're doing it. Yeah, I don't know. We will see. We will see. Um, well, let's see. Uh, birthdays. Now into the birthdays. <laughs> this day. This day in 1818, Karl Marx, German philosopher, sociologist, and journalist. Pips, Pip's throwing a question in the hat for the question of the day, the perfect cup question of the day. Pip wants to submit this one. Uh, he says it's a little dark, but a possible question of the day, time travel choice. Would you off baby Hitler or baby Karl Marx? <laughs> I don't know. It depends how you're going to do it. Uh, 1830, uh, happy birthday to John Batterson Stetson, American businessman, founded the John B. Stetson Company, making cowboy hats. I don't have a cowboy hat. I wanted to get one for a long time, and then I was like, eh, it's a lot of money, and I probably wouldn't wear it all that much. 1883, Anna Johnson Pell Wheeler, American mathematician, known 
for early work on linear algebra and infinite infinite dimensions, which has later become part of functional analysis. Huh. Yeah, I've heard of her, actually. Uh, this day in 1921, uh, born Arthur Leonard Schwallow, American physicist, American academic, Nobel Prize laureate, American physicist, and co-inventor of the laser with Charles Tones. Towns, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, 1959, on this day, Stephen Stevens, Stephen Stevens, American guitarist and songwriter, lead guitar work on the theme to Top Gun, the Top Gun anthem. Um, who was that? Kenny Loggins did that whole album? Was that Kenny Loggins? Really? 1988, Adele was born. Oh, thank God. Uh, English singer and songwriter, like some big time singer or something. Mm, yeah. Let's see. Um, passings on this day, 2004, Jamaican record producer Clement Coxon Dodd, who signed Bob Marley and the Whalers to his Studio One album label, dies of a heart attack at age 72. Now, if Adele had never been born, um, but um, but Mr. Dodd still signed Bob Marley and the Whalers, I think we would have come out our right. Got a couple holidays. Got a couple holidays today. Uh, May the 5th. We got Cinco de Mayo. God, I was in the hospitality industry for a decade. I know what Cinco de Mayo is. Anniversary of Mexico's victory over the Second French Empire at the Battle of Puebla in 1862. Cinco de Mayo generate, <laughs> generates beer sales on par with the Super Bowl. The holiday seems to be more popular in the United States than Mexico. Yes. Yes, it is. It was hilarious every year when we would be setting up for a Cinco de Mayo celebration and all the Mexican guys in the kitchen would be like, I don't know why you guys do this. It's not that popular. <laughs> um, it's also National Cartoonist Day. The National Cartoonist Society declared the date in the 1990s to, pro to promote support for the cartooning industry and recognize the impact they have had on society and to let people know that they still exist when newspapers went bye-bye. Uh, Pip's note says he missed clip. He miss. I miss clipping out Calvin and Hobbes comic inner child size. I was uh, I was a comic strip clipper for sure. Um, and to the point where I uh, often would get in trouble for clipping them out before everybody was done reading the paper in my house. So anyway, uh, another holiday, <laughs> Star Wars Revenge of the Fifth. I don't know. I don't know these Star Wars, Star Trek um, references because I think I've seen uh, a couple of the movies and uh, some of the Star Treks. But uh, I know enough. <laughs> I know enough. Pip's notes, red lightsaber, red stoplights. Are red lights just the Sith trying to control us? Exhales and coughs. It was a wonderful history segment. And now you've been Pippinized. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. It's always a pleasure reading uh, what you prepare for the history segment. Uh, let me get caught back up on these comments. Uh, uh, <laughs> Josh says, uh, Josh says, greetings, new human, to the, to the aesthetic girls comment. Greetings, new human. Old men can't read that. And boy, we do have a bunch of old men sitting in this chat. Oh, 
Josh says in that match between baby Hitler and baby Marx, he would uh, have them duel to the death and sell footage on the dark web as babies. That could be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, <laughs> Backwoods Butcher says National gets so drunk you jump a fence day. <laughs> Dude. Jumped. I told you they didn't celebrate it in Mexico. <laughs> God, that's that's horrible. That's horrible. Anyway, here we are. Here we are. Um, don't forget to type in hashtag slobber into the chat. You can do that on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitch, um, and Twitter, I believe. I get comments. I know I get them off the first three, so uh, fire in hashtag slobber. You'll be put into that drawing for 10,000 Satoshis here in just a little bit. But I wanted to get to what I didn't get to yesterday, and that was kind of the, the long and short of getting our St. Bernard's. People see us traveling and going full-time um, full in the... RV and they think that's crazy. They're like, holy crap, you're you're living full time in an RV. Yeah. They're like asking all the logistics of it. And then I politely just slide into the fact that we have three dogs, three dogs with us. And they say, Oh wow, that's uh that's interesting. That's that's gotta be a handful. Uh what kind? And I'm guessing they're expecting us to say chihuahuas or um chitsus or something like that where three of them would fit comfortably into a travel trailer but no but no the look on their face when i say we have three saint bernards um kind of tells me how crazy we are <laughs> or how how crazy people perceive us so i think back and wonder how crazy i am i, I mean i know i know i'm uh, i'm out there for sure uh, I don't ever, I don't ever deny I'm not, but, um, how did we get here? How did we get here? Corey and I bought our farm. Um, we had two German shepherds at the time. Um, and it was great. It was great. We didn't have any fenced in yard or anything when we got up there. Uh, our dogs were raised in the city, so it wasn't like we could just take them up there and, um, let them loose. We are very big keep control of our animals, uh, keep our uh, animals under our control because they cannot protect themselves. They get hit by, car, hit by cars, they can wander off and get lost and uh, suffer in the woods, whatever. It's my responsibility to have control of my animal at all times because it's not smart enough to take care of itself. I mean, it is, but I, by purchasing it and adopting it, have decided that I am going to protect that and take care of it. So, anyway... Anyway, we uh, we had the two German Shepherds. I put in a huge, I fenced in like over an acre uh, around the house and uh, away we went. We had the two German Shepherds. They loved it. They loved playing around and we um, were just rolling along. One of our German Shepherds had a very odd um, tooth issue. We didn't know it for the longest time, um, and then he started having issues, and the vet found out that his tooth was grinding. It was like grinding on his jawbone. Like I can't remember exactly how it went down. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The lower canine was um, was um, askewed enough; it was going through the upper upper jaw. It was it was messed up. It's very rare. Um, and <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. He was probably three or four. That's it. What's that? Okay, yeah. So he was probably two or three when we really started. Um, when we knew about this like that it was actual a problem and it really made sense be with his um it really made sense with his um mannerisms and stuff after the fact and it made us feel horrible because it, we felt that we didn't we didn't weren't listening to the signals he was giving off but the vet kind of reassured us that there was nothing we would have been able to know it was we just thought that that was his mentality because it had been since he was a puppy um and anyway, we did what we could. We he had surgery. Um, the vet said yes, he can have surgery, and uh, it may or may not fix it. And it was like three grand or something. <laughs> it was it was more than um, I love my pets. I love them, but uh, I don't love them that much. Um, and so we did the surgery, and it didn't heal. And Corey and I had made the decision that if if the issue returned, which the vet said it more than likely we would that we probably couldn't afford to keep doing this if it's not going to fix it um the other and the recovery was just long and uh with two dogs and having to stay separate the the, the alternative was very much more invasive and the recovery was longer and it was more expensive and again it wasn't if it was going to work or not so Corey and i decided that it was going to be time to put the dog down because he was suffering. He was in pain. Um, we talked to the vet. We got plenty of painkillers. I mean, for months, Corey, um, every day, twice or three times a day, would flush out the socket where they remove the tooth and brush. They, oh, it was, it, was, it was a lot of work. But we talked to the vet and we got enough painkillers. And this was, I think we made the decision at the beginning of December or right before Thanksgiving. Uh, that we were going to put him down and we decided to that we were going to wait we were going to wait till after the new year we didn't want to do it in the middle of the holidays so basically we would we drugged the dog for six weeks we got enough we got enough um painkillers from the uh, vet to keep him comfortable and it was the worst decision of our lives every day you looked at the dog and saw the hourglass ticking um, every day you knew it wasn't that you knew he was going to die soon. You knew that you had to take him to do it for six weeks. It wasn't worth struggling through the holidays. It wasn't worth waiting. It was very selfish of both of us to do it that way. Um, but the day came and it was hard. It was harder than it would have been if we had just done it when we made the decision and went through the holidays without him. Um, but we took him and we put him down. It was one of the reasons that we had two dogs uh, was we know what it's like to come to an empty house. And after losing a pet, coming to an empty house is even worse. Uh, and so we always wanted two around. In case one happened, something happened to one, um, you still had the other to comfort us because that's both of us kind of um, default to comforting from animals. So we're down to one. We got Remington. He is our rock star. This this was an amazing German Shepherd. He was fantastic, um, always on point. But now we're down to one. We always wanted to have two. So 
the German Shepherds were super high strung. Um, and I am super high strung and Corey is not so much, but, um, I think the German Shepherds kind of amped me up. So we were looking around at dogs and we were looking around at our life and we were looking around at, um, we were looking around at, uh, what we had going on and the space we had and the house we had. And we said, Hey, let's, let's try a St. Bernard. A friend of ours had gotten one, um, said they slept all the time and, uh, they're big, lovey, dovey goofballs. And, um, yeah, it sounded good. It sounded about my speed. <sighs> this is going to be great. That dog sleeps 18 to 19 hours a day. Fucking right. They're just lopey, dopey. Uh, once they're not a puppy, they just kind of loaf around and do nothing. Perfect. So we started looking for a new dog, and we found Walter. We found a breeder that had uh, purebred St. Bernard puppies. They were seven hours north of us or something. Uh, talked to them, put a deposit down. They were actually coming down to the cities. We made it work. We got Walter and he was just stunningly cute. Um, he is like, if you looked up the breed standard in the book, this is what this dog looks like. The markings are just, it is, it is what it is. Um, he, he's just a, he's a stunning dog. Um, when it comes to German Shepherd or uh, St. Bernard's, excuse me. Um, so that was cool. We were all excited. Corey started a social media account for him. He played with his brother. Um, and then he was about one or seven months, about seven months. Um, Remington was six-ish, six-ish, nine. Oh, sorry. But he was supposed to live a lot longer. He was still very, very um, like a puppy at some points. He had a, He had a new puppy around to keep him young, but we started noticing he was having problems, um, urinating, uh, and, uh, some issues. And we took him to the vet and we found out he had colon cancer, like advanced, advanced colon cancer. Um, well, they thought that was what it might be. They gave us some, some drugs to see, or was it prostate, prostate, cancer, prostate cancer, excuse me. Um, and he, um, we took him home had some, some drugs to see if it would help him pee. Uh, he did a little bit and then not for like two days and we took him back in and we had to put him down that day. And it was, it was one of the most horrific experiences of my life. It was in the middle of COVID. Um, it was, everything was shut down when we took him to the emergency. We were lucky enough to be very rural. Um, and our vet that we normally would go to would allow us to go in with him. Um, when we took him to the emergency vet in the cities to get uh, really double uh, a double check and a second opinion and get some more testing done, they didn't let us go in with him. Um, we had to sit outside in and wait for him. Um, we didn't know if he was going to come back out the door, um, and it was horrific. He was probably upset. He wasn't with his owner. He was scared. He was in pain, and it was fucking ridiculous um, because of a stupid fucking cold my animal had to suffer like that. Um, anyway, he, they came out and they told us that, um, that, yeah, in fact, it was very, very advanced, uh, prostate cancer that it wouldn't have presented until it was too late anyway. Uh, and yeah, they said that there's nothing they really could do. 
And so they asked if we wanted to put him down there. And I said, you're fucking kidding. No, not alone, not alone. So we made a call. We made a couple calls. We got a hold of our vet closer. And they said, absolutely, you're more than welcome to come in with him um, when we do that. So we drove to the vet and all within one day, we got the, the confirmation and we went and put him down. And we came home to Walter and man, he was confused. He was sad. But without him, it would have been really rough. Remington was Corey and I's first pet together. It was Corey's first uh, dog on her own uh, as an adult. Um, and he was fantastic. And it was tough. It was tough for sure. But having that little fluff ball, and it wasn't little at that point. It was probably like 60, 70 pounds by then. But uh, he, it, it, made it, it made it okay. It made it okay. Um, we were glad we had got him, but then we started thinking, what if, what if, um, these scenarios, we had gotten back to back early, early diagnosis and deaths on our animals. So we thought we'd get another one. We thought we'd get another one. And, um, so we thought as we were looking at our social media and everything, I was like, Hey, what if we reach out and see if we can get one of Walter's relatives? Let's call the breeder. Let's get another St. Bernard puppy. They'll be now they'll be about a year, year or two apart. Uh, we can wait for one, whatever. But let's get another one. Corey was excited. Uh, we just lost a dog. Oh, I mean, when you lose a dog, all you want is a puppy to hold. So and Walter wasn't quite that puppy anymore. He was still a puppy-ish, but uh way bigger. Couldn't hold him on your lap, even though he wanted to sit on it. So we reached out to the breeder and she said that she no longer was breeding purebred St. Bernard. She was breeding some weird like Bernarda doodles or some weird ass um, mix. And I was like, God damn it. Uh, but she gave us the name of someone that she had given or sold. It was her daughter, actually, um, given uh, some of the breeders to or one of the breeders to. And it happened to be actually a uh, litter mate of um Walter, sister, was the was the 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 female that uh, continued breeding, and so we got in touch with her, and she's like, "Hey, um, we're not sure if she's pregnant. If you want to put a deposit, in, we usually take them until we have the puppies." I said, "Well, we want one." Or Corey did all the did all the conversating. They said, "We want one, so we're willing to put the thing in with we'll deposit in. We'll figure it out if something happens." Norman was born. Norman was born. His litter quickly um, started dying off. Uh, I think he was one of three. One of three that survived. Huh? Out, of out of 13. Three out of 13 survived. They could never figure out what happened, what it was. Um, it is what it is. I'll take the dog. I, uh, I didn't want anything happen to that dog. I didn't know what was going to happen if we didn't take it. Um, it appeared uh, okay. He's sick. I mean, there's, I mean, he definitely, there was some damage, um, but that's okay. That's okay. I, I committed to taking him. Anyway, while we were going through all this and deciding if we wanted to move forward with them, they're expensive dogs. Um, the breeder says, hey, Corey, by the way, um, while mom, uh, while dad was, uh, while dad was studying, um, we were, we were watching, uh, our in-laws, great Dane and old dad got a little, uh, happy and, uh, bred the, the great Dane too. 
And we had a litter on the same day as Norman's litter. These St. Bernard Great Dane crosses are available. We're trying to get rid of them. And uh, we could probably cut you a deal if you wanted one. And she sent her a picture of Clyde. And I'm going to tell you that little ass puppy was, um, that little puppy was cute as fuck, man. <laughs> little bulgy eyes. Um, she sent, she sent Corey a picture. Corey shows me. She sent Corey another picture. Corey sends it to me at work. Uh, a couple days later, Corey sends me a picture and says, Hey, uh, they just sent me a picture of Clyde. And like, I just shook my head and said, okay, just put a deposit in then. It's like, what? I was like, you already named it. You're not getting rid of it. So on we took, on we took two more St. Bernard's. Well, a St. Bernard and a St. Bernard uh, Great Dane mix. They're all related. Um, they're all related in one way or another. Uh, Clyde or Clyde and um, Clyde and Norman have the same dad. Um, and Norman and Walter, uh, Norman is Walter's nephew, I guess. It's his sister's litter. So they're all related, um, and it's pretty cool. But uh, at this point, we're on the farm. We got an acre fenced in. They run free every day. Uh, we got a 1,500-square-foot house uh, and all sorts, all the amenities they could want. And then Brian and Corey lose their shit and decide they're not going to stay in Minnesota anymore. And we made a plan. We made a plan to take off in an RV. And uh, you figure it out. You figure it out. We made it work. We figured out ramps. We figured out beds. We figured out this. And it is what it is. It's it's um, it's a struggle a lot of the times. It's um, infuriating more often than not. But we love the shit out of them. And um, we've we dedicated ourselves to to taking care of them. They're our kids and uh, it is what it is. So are we fucking crazy? Yeah, absolutely. Does it work for us? For now, for now. Anyway, that's the story of our St. Bernards and how they uh, how they ended up with us. Sorry, dropped something. I didn't want the dogs to eat it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that is the story of our St. Bernards. Let's get to that giveaway real quick. I uh, I went a little long on that. But, uh, hey, if you got one last second to put in hashtag slobber, S-L-O-B-B-E-R, let me uh, pull up that um, let me pull up that screen and we will get this drawing. Away we go. Why won't it let me? Oh, here we go. This would be a... Mm -hmm. Let me see. I don't even see it here. Uh, this is not good. Uh, there it is. There it is. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's do this giveaway for 10,000 Satoshis. If your name is in the drawing, you will be in the wheel. And here we go. For 10,000 Satoshis on the 10,000 Friday giveaway, 10K Friday giveaway is... Backdoor Butcher. Hey, Kyle, um, I, I'll just slide it under the door. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show last night. And uh, there is your um, there is your payment for the interview. There's the payment. Is that two weeks in a row for the Backdoor Butcher? Kyle Perot, the Backdoor Butcher. <laughs> Congratulations, Kyle. Congratulations. I'll shoot that to you over on uh, 
over on Telegram. Be sure you spread that around and head over to Noster and zap the shit out of everything you see. Eh, it is what it is. Let me pull up my notes here and see what else we had. Oh, item of the day real quick. I uh, threw up a new review on the website. It's uh, it's linked in the video description and the audio notes. I, uh, I did a review real quick for the Chef Max Electronic Kitchen Scale. It's the one I weigh my coffee out on every morning. We've had it since we were on the farm. We weighed all sorts of shit on it. it sugar, um, um, hydroponics, nutrients, uh, all sorts of stuff uh, for years and years on the farm. It's a workhorse. It is tough. It lasts great. Even when the little feet fall off it, I'm still using it. It's fantastic. Um, check it out. It's got a four and a half pound weight limit. Uh, but for the stuff you're going to be using it in the kitchen, the things I use it for, it was perfectly fine. And uh, I liked it so much. I, I, I made a spot for it when we hit the road just so I could weigh my coffee out every morning to get a consistent brew in my French press. Check it out, the Chef Max Electronic Kitchen Scale. Link is in the video description. It's an Amazon affiliate link. Even if you don't need a kitchen scale, but you're going to be doing some shopping today or over the weekend, please consider pulling up that link, clicking on it, going, doing your shopping. It gets you in our tracking, and it helps support the Lost Project with no additional cost to you. And we appreciate all the help we can get. So that Chef Max Electronic Kitchen Scale, check it out. I will be doing a new review for every item of the week next week. I got a lot of work to do. Got a lot of work to do. I'm looking forward to doing those recommendations for you guys and letting you know what I think of the products that I recommend. And as I mentioned earlier, Kyle was on last night's show. There is a link in the link in the video description. I will get that. Excuse me. I'll get it up on the blog, um, the blog post for today. And speaking of the blog post, when you see me post that link, if there's anybody that you think would like the show, would like to listen, or you think should check it out, please share that link with them or share it across your social medias. I appreciate it. I've been putting that one landing spot for every episode of the show over on the blog. So I'll be spread the word. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate you listening. And uh, hey, as we wrap up the end of the week, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to next week. I think Monday night might be a, uh, a special episode of lots to talk about because i have a lot of announcements to make um tim and i tim toolman tim and i are working on some stuff um that we're going to launch here pretty quick i think he spilled the beans uh, the last couple days but no worries i was still working on what i had to figure out i got that to announce i got something to announce with uh the cemetery explorers club and some stuff i'm working on there so i think i can fill an hour with all the announcements and i might bring tim on to uh to help share the news so special episode lots to talk about monday night had a guest cancel and i'm just gonna roll with it and figure it out guests have gotten kind of flaky here in may i don't know what's going on about that but anyway that's for next week i hope you guys have an awesome weekend make it super productive um if you enjoy the show please consider sharing it with others you can find it at the lotsproject.com you can also find me on Noster, telegram youtube tiktok facebook rumble instagram be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value exchange podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. It's a great way to show your content creators value for value and how you much you appreciate them. Make it a great weekend, guys, and we will catch up with you on Monday. I can feel the light I can feel the sun